Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say good morning to them? Okay. When I climbed up here, it was pretty quiet. <laughs> you know, since coming to Singapore uh, almost six years ago, I've had to learn many lessons. One of the great lessons I learned coming to Singapore is the great passion and enthusiasm Singaporeans have for football. I always thought Singaporeans were very calm and conservative people. Have you ever watched them watch a World Cup match? It's almost like a different personality altogether. Now, suppose you went to a match and there were very few fans, and the fans that were there seemed very unexcited, detached, and indifferent. Suppose you went to a match and the people in the stands, they could care less about what was happening. It didn't matter to them who had the ball or who scored or how much time was left on the clock. You would probably see this is very strange. This is very disheartening. Especially, especially if it was your home team. Well, sometimes this happens in a church as well. Nothing really seems to matter too much to God's people. God's people can grow very complacent and very comfortable. They check in and they check out of church like a routine. And so what happens is God's people lose their passion for the things of God. They lose their passion for the things that are near to the heart of God. Like what? For example, as thirsting and hungering to share the gospel and to help people receive Christ as their Savior. They lose their passion for growing and for their faith and in the truths of God. They can lose their passion for living life that is righteous and pure. And then they can lose their passion for having a daily intimate walk with God. They 
When God's people grow this way, then what happens is they lose their passion and fervor for God. 当神的子民变成这样的时候，他们对神失去了那个热忱和那个爱心。The exhortations of the Bible to be fervent for the Lord are just a faded memory. 在圣经里面的教导已经变成了对他们来讲是一个变成很模糊的记忆了。Such as, for example, when you go to Romans chapter twelve, verses nine through eleven. 比如讲，在罗马书第十二章第九到十一节的这样讲。As that verse comes up, we'll have our brother read it to you in in Chinese. 我们就看第十二章第九到十一节，我就以中文来念：爱人不可虚假，恶要厌恶，善要亲近，爱弟兄要彼此亲热，恭敬人要彼此推让。殷勤不可懒惰，要心里火热，常常服侍主。So what causes a church to, be, to grow apathetic? How can individuals and churches keep or recover from this kind of spiritual meltdown? 究竟怎么样促使教会变成这么的冷漠呢？究竟我们怎么样能够恢复我们这个这样从从这样的一个属灵的一个悲悲悲观的情景呢？ This morning, I want to turn your attention to Revelation chapter three, verses fourteen through twenty-two. Today, we want to turn to Revelation chapter three, verses fourteen through twenty-two. Now, this passage is part of the seven messages that were given to the churches in the book of Revelation. This passage is part of the seven messages that were given to the churches in the book of Revelation. This passage is part of the seven messages In this passage, what God does is that He, Christ, does is He speaks to the different churches, and He has a message about the different kinds of illnesses that are common to all churches of all ages. 在这里，基督所跟这一七间教会所讲的信息呢，是我们跨时间、跨教会的一个一个信息。The message holds both a warning and it also holds a cure for the sicknesses that can infect the church. 这些。信息不单是成为我们的一个境界，也是帮助医治教会的一个药方。In this passage, we come to the last church that is addressed to the wealthy city of Laodicea. 在这段经文，我们来到最后一间的教会，就是在处在这个很富裕的老底家的教会。This was no ordinary city. 这个不是一个很普平凡的这一个城市。This is a city that was famous for its banking. 这个城市是为因因着他们当时的那个银行业很出名的 ，for its very successful garment industry， 它的它的成衣业是非常成功的 ，and also very famous for its medicine， 它为着他们所成的药是非常的出啊出名。From a human standpoint, it was a church that had everything materially。从一个物质上的角度，这一间教会是很非常的富裕的。But it lacked spiritually. 可是它缺乏了属灵的一样。It lacked its passion and its and its fervor for God and the things of God. 它就对神和神的事情缺乏了那个热忱和爱心。And so that's why his message is so important to all of us today as a church of God. 所以这今天这这个信息呢，是对我们是非常的重要的。It behooves us. It benefits us. It will bless us to listen carefully to what God has to say. When we 
So what does Christ say? Look at verses 14 through 16. He describes the condition that the church uh, was suffering from. In verse 14, this is what it says. I'll have my brother read it. 也不热,也不冷,也不热,所以我必从我口中把你吐出来。Now notice here, he addresses the leaders and the church at Laodicea.我们在这里看到的是,他所写的这个信息是给当时的教会和当时的教会的领袖。The word angel means their messenger or uh, uh, the leaders of the church.在英文的一本是用天使,可是翻成中文的时候是一个使者的意思。And he identifies there who is speaking, and it's Christ himself.这边也很清楚的讲明,这个是谁讲的,就是基督本身所说的话。How do we know that? Because if you read chapter one of the book of Revelation, it starts off with saying, it is Christ that's giving these next few messages. 我们怎么知道呢？因为当我们看在启示录第一章的时候，我们看到这是主耶稣基督亲口说的话。And then you also look at the titles that he uses. He says, "The Amen, the Faithful and True Witness, the Beginning of the Creation of God," in verse He's identifying himself with his deity and his sovereignty and his veracity and his eternality. But as we get to verse 15 and 16, he describes very clearly what the illness is of that church. 当然，我们来到第十五节的时候，我们就看到究竟在老底嘉教会所面对的问题是什么。If you look back at that verse, words like "you are neither cold nor hot, you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth," he says in verses fifteen-to-sixteen.在十五节要讲你不冷也不热，我巴不得你或冷或热，即你既然如温水也不冷也不热，我就从你口中把你吐出来。Laodicea got its water from what the famous Heropolis, which was famous for its hot springs. And it got its water also from the city of Colossae. That was famous for its cold water. So when these two sources of water came together, they went through an aqueduct that went arrived into the city of Laodicea. Because it had to travel so far in an underground aqueduct, by the time it got to the city of Laodicea, it was tipid. It was neither hot nor cold. It was tasteless. 可是因为他们这个输水管是非常经过非常长的一个过程 
If you were visiting the city of Laodicea and you drank their water, you would do the same thing. You would spit it out. This was Christ's way of saying that he was sickened by the attitude or the lack of attitude by the church at Laodicea. Somehow they had no passion, they had no fervor for God either way. Once upon a time back in the United States, I had a brother in Christ who was like this. He never, he never had an opinion or position about anything in the church. He had no yes, he had no no. So I went to him and I said, Brother, how come you're like this? And looking at me like as if he was very wise, he said, this way, nobody's mad at me. Well, as he soon found out, because he had neither a yes or a no, both sides rejected him, and he had no friends. And God doesn't want his church to be like that. He wants them to be a, have a yes or have a no. And especially for the things of God. He doesn't want his church to be indifferent or apathetic. But what caused all this? Look at verse 17. I'll have our brother read it for you. The believers at Laodicea were deceived and they were fooled. In that verse 17, it says, I am rich and I have become wealthy and I have need of nothing and I do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor. Because of their wealth, they felt like they were all set. They were secure. They didn't need anything. And then to add on top of that, the Lord says, you're blind. This was, this was probably a, a way of relating to them because at Laodicea was a great medical school that was famous for an ointment for curing an eye disease that was very common in the Middle East. 
这个可能是因着他们在那个地方有一个很出名的医学院，他们所研发的一个一个药膏眼药膏是能够治当时候一个很严重的眼疾。Yes, you are rich materially, but you are blind. You can't see clearly.虽然你们在物质上是很富足，可是在属灵上的事情上，你们是瞎了眼的。And then later on in verse seventeen, he says, "You're naked." 然后在第十七节继续他讲，你们是侧身的。Laodicea was very famous for its black wool. 老底加这个城市也是因着在那里的那个黑色的羊毛出名的。It was highly sought out. It was treasured. It was cherished. 很多人都慕名而来，想要去买这个的东西。But he says, "You are naked. You are blind. You are rich. Yes." But you have missed out on all the things that are really important. They were living in a material fantasy land and very far away from spiritual reality. Whatever they thought they had, it was just the opposite. We can put it this way. They were complacent. They were comfortable. But they were clueless. They had no idea what they were missing. And so it is today. If churches are not careful and alert, 所以在今天的教会，如果教会也是不是很惊醒的话，这些事情也会发生。They can pride themselves on their material and financial success。他们因可能因着他们物质所拥有的，他们的成功而觉得很自己骄傲。They can be deceived and become contented and satisfied。他们可能就会蒙骗，很处于一个。and no longer interested in seeking or striving for the kingdom of God. Please listen to Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 33. 这都是外邦人所求的，你们所需用的这一切东西，你们的天赋是知道的，你们要先求他的国和他的义，这些事情都要加给你们了。What a wonderful promise from the Lord. 这个是非常好的应许。You see, the cause of spiritual apathy is spiritual blindness. 这个，我们这个。莫不关心的那个原因，就是属灵的这个事情上瞎了眼。It's self-deception. It's false sense of well-being. 是一个自我的欺骗，是个虚假的一个安全感。Believing that all is well because everything is materially well.就是依照我们物质上都是富足的，我们就相信一切。and this can lead to the indifference. And the apathy. So, so what's the cure? 
我们看第十八到第十二节就告诉我们了。Oh, look at verses 18 to 22. When you see this, you see that they were blind and they were unable to see that their material wealth had no spiritual or eternal benefit. So in verse 18, Christ commands them to come to him. For all to for the cure for all of their spiritual illness. Look at verse 18. When he says buy from me, he's just using the commercial term. He's using a familiar term. He says, come to me, come to me. And if you come to me, you won't just get gold. You'll get refined gold, high quality gold. He says, when you come to me, you will get white garments. Righteous acts that will come and become a part of your permanent character and conduct. Not righteous acts that are there just to please other people, but will really be a part of you and who you are. Just come to me and you will get this, the medicine that you need, the eye salve to anoint your eyes that you may see in verse 18. When you come to me, you will really see clearly what is real and what is not, what is eternal and what is what is temporal. So the first step is to come to Christ. The second part of the cure comes in verse 19. Verse 19 says, He's telling us to come to Him and repent. Now notice here that God says he does this because he truly loves us. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 6, the Lord, it says this. Because 
Why is God so patient with us? Why does God want us so much to come back to Him? Because He loves us. And so he tells us in verse 19, he calls us to be zealous again, fervent again, and then to repent. The word repent means to turn. It means to turn from our sins and turn to God. Well, what's in it? What's the promise? He gives us that in verse 20 to 22. First of all, in verse 18, he says, He commands us to come to Him and then to repent. And then in verse 20 to 22, He gives us a promise. What happens when we repent? Look at verse 20. Oftentimes this is used as a salvation verse, but actually this verse is said to believers. Not to believers in general, but to believers who have lost their passion for God. Listen to what he says in verse 我与他，他与我一同的作息。Did you see it? 看到了吗？He promises to anyone that if they will open the door to him, that he will come in and he will have intimate fellowship with them.他承诺的就是说，当若有任何人敲门，他就会开门的时候，他就会进到他那里去，他与我们，我们与他一同的作息。He says anyone. That means each of us individually. When we lost our passion for God, Jesus is on the outside <laughs> and looking in. He's waiting to be invited back into our life. And when we repent, what happens? He will come in and he will have the rightful place that he ought to have in our lives. So the first result of us repenting is that we will have intimate fellowship with God. But it doesn't stop there, because you look at verse 21 to 22, there's another part to this promise. So look at this verse again. Verse 
就如我得了圣，在我父的宝座上与他同坐一般。圣灵向众教会所说的话，凡有耳的就应当听。We will share in Christ's future kingdom.我们能够一同的享有基督以后的国度。We will have a place by His side.我们能够与基督坐席。so what happens is the cure for apathy for individuals and churches is to repent. To be restored to a place of intimate fellowship with Christ and a future role in God's kingdom. Now what does this say to all of us? Every believer and church needs to guard against becoming complacent, comfortable, and content. If it does, it will become apathetic and indifferent to the things of God. A church like that will no longer be passionate about the about God or the things of God. making disciples. We'll find other things to busy ourselves with. So let us examine ourselves as a church and as individuals. Ask ourselves some questions. Do we really have an accurate assessment of our present relationship to God? Do we suffer from a serious case of spiritual blindness? Have we allowed ourselves to become too complacent and too comfortable? Then the cure is for us is to recognize it, repent of it, and return to Christ. This is an evaluation and assessment that only you and you and you can make. Nobody else can make it for you. From Christ comes a bold message for his church today. Churches that perhaps may 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 pride themselves upon their their own material uh, possessions and things like that. beware of becoming lukewarm and apathetic. Please, please do not allow the deceitfulness of wealth to fool uh, us into a state of complacency and apathy. 
God's exhortation to His church and to us be the same. Stay zealous and fervent for the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, as we come together, there are many things on our hearts and minds to be sure. The concerns of life can be heavy on many of us. But our main concern ought to be the things that concern you. And so, Lord, today we pray that this message will speak to all of our hearts. Help us, Lord, to take the steps that we need. Please help us to recognize where we are at with you. And if needed, help us to repent. And if needed, help us to be restored back to you. So that the concerns of our hearts will be the concerns that are on your heart. So once again, we can rise up and be fervent and passionate for you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.